Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Travel Tips Tuesday. So glad to be with you once again for another weekly episode. Thank you all so much for your support out there in podcast land, whether you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you may be out there. Thank you so much for your support. I greatly appreciate it. This podcast is not sponsored currently, and all my support comes from you all just listening each and every week, and I am very, very thankful for that. Tonight's topic is a great conversation. It's one of my most favorite things to talk about when it comes to travel tips and planning, and it has to deal with our mindset in traveling, and not just traveling, but making memories and why that can be important. We're going to take a look at some of your earliest Disney memories specifically, and even talk about how those things can be important as we grow and move and as things change and get more complicated in life. So it's good. It's a great conversation. And we have a lot of folks that commented tonight and shared some of their memories and kind of jumped in along the way. My wife even made an appearance in the podcast at one point, which was pretty cool. So to have her back. So speaking of which, if you all would like to have her back, please let me know. I would love to hear from you. We're talking about maybe bringing her in for a show. So we'll see or two. Uh, along the way. So anyway, I think it's that time. So let's get into it, shall we? Tonight, this is Travel Tips Tuesday, and it is June the 29th, 2021. Our topic for this evening is don't just travel, make memories. Don't just travel, make memories. Why is Disney such an amazing destination that brings back children and adults time and time again? Disney is not just a destination for kids. I was in a conversation with somebody just the other day where they're like, well, am I going to have fun? Like my fiance wants to go to, to Disney on, on a honeymoon. I'm like, that's, that's just for kids. That's like Mickey Mouse and stuff. Right. And I'm like, well, yeah, but it's much more than that. You know, you all know if you've been listening to me for any length of time, uh, my wife and I honeymoon there on, on our, uh, honeymoon, you know, almost, what, let's see, it's 2021. Now, uh, we got married in 2006. So almost 15 years ago. It was an amazing trip. So many really cool things uh, happened during that trip that I'm so thankful for. I know a lot of people that have honeymoon there. There's lots of stuff to do. And it would be great. Actually, we can do a, a, an episode sometime on, on Disney World just for adults. We did one kind of in the earlier days of Travel Tips Tuesday, but maybe it's time to revisit that. Another way to kind of look at this question is why do some families save up for that one trip of a lifetime experience to Walt Disney World because not everybody's able to go back time and time again. It's a special place. You know, I know folks that are have planned trips to Walt Disney World for people that have never been um, and unfortunately for whatever reason don't have um, a lot more days ahead of them to live. And you know they want to go there to to create a super special experience, wonderful memories, and a magical place to remember for you know the rest of rest of their days. And uh, it's it's an amazing thing to do. It's a great place to go and and do that for sure. But in tonight's episode, we're going to go through some uh, also go through some breaking news. We're going to talk about making memories at Disney, not just traveling there, but we're going to go through some bake, breaking news and uh, some updates to dining. And we're going to dig deep down into those into the magic kind of the the ethos 
of magic that is Walt Disney World in memories of our childhood and beyond. Uh, one of the, the the questions that I always ask guests, and it's been a while since we've had a guest, and, and we need to have some on. <laughs> we had several on uh, this time last year, which was awesome. But one of the things I always ask them is, what is your uh, what is your earliest Disney memory? Because it helps kind of establish a grounding point for a lot of people, sort of where where that came from, where that drive to sort of you know be a Disney fanatic uh, is. And for some people, it's it's like a, it's a really cool thing. For some people, those memories are a lot more recent. Sometimes they're funny stories. Sometimes they are just sort of run of the mill things, but sometimes they're more special than that. And we're going to share some of those that uh, folks have shared uh, with us in the main feed. So I'm going to go ahead and kind of toss this on here. Um, there are lots of people that are tuning on. Uh, my friend Ian from Texas, <laughs> where are we going? Uh, well, Ian, I'm actually going to get to hang out in Walt Disney World with Ian in October for the 50th anniversary. That's So that's going to be fun. My wife uh, is on tonight. So hello. Uh, she's hanging out with Kids Camp. And Ian says, hi, Tanya. Okay. Uh, another haircut video. So, um, yeah, I'm going to pop this up here. So, no, we're not doing another haircut video, although we're kind of getting close to that pandemic emergency uh, haircut situation soon. So, um, she says that she's game for that. My buddy... Uh, David Dollar popped on. He's over at the Main Street Electrical Podcast, a great podcast. If you've never listened to it, please do make sure to subscribe to it. Uh, he and his co-host, Jen, do an amazing job week in and week out covering all things Disney and digging into uh, a lot of the history behind things sometimes. They have some great guests on as well. Um, one of my favorite episodes that they did was uh, one several months back with Yeehaw Bob Jackson, um, down from uh, – who. I guess was formerly at Port Orleans Riverside and at Walt Disney World Resort. He was uh, kind of their piano player and yeah, Bob's awesome. Anyway, so go check out David Dollar's podcast. He has some, had some good stuff um, back there. So yeah. And uh, I'm going to be a guest speaking of having guests on uh, David has invited me to be a guest on their show. So whenever, you know, that, that episode comes out I make sure to uh, let you all, um, know about that. So our question of the day is this right here. What is your earliest Disney memory? Again, what is your early earliest Disney memory? Would love for you to pop that in the comments so I can share that. Uh, if not, I will be going back to uh, my personal feed where I asked that earlier. Uh, so would love for you to drop that in there. And we're going to get into some of those here in just a little bit, but we're going to go ahead and highlight some Disney news uh, to kind of start off tonight. Uh, Disney destinations continues to move back towards some sense of normalcy. And, uh, you know, of course we have a hard reopening date for T Disney's Polynesian village resort, which is great. Uh, the villas have been open and bungalows have been open for some time now uh, over at uh, the Polynesian kind of resort area. Uh, but on July the 19th, uh, the rest of the resort will open up. Um, the check-in desk will move back from uh, the kind of, I think it's the Pongo Pongo house uh, over to kind of the main area, uh, sort of this sort of reimagined uh, area slightly. Like it's, it's, it feels fresh and clean. They haven't done a lot uh, to, to the great main house uh, at, at the Polynesian resort um, but of course ohana is reopening you know we've got kona cafe there you've got a gift shop there's all sorts of great things uh, in that area my favorite sort of hidden gem uh, in that area is the pineapple lanai kind of on the back side of that right next to the pool uh, which is one of the places uh, one of the only places that i can think of off the top of my head outside of the parks at walt disney world uh, that you can get a dole whip and i'm a big fan of the dole whip floats um, by the way great great treat so 
good stuff from there. Uh, Disney also released a lot of information today about some updates to their food offerings. I want to spend a few moments kind of going over those. And if you want to like immediately torture yourself uh, and kind of like you love good food and maybe you're hungry right now, don't go look at this blog right now because the, the pictures are, are pretty great uh, from here. But I'll kind of give you some, some updates. So a lot of things have been reopening. Uh, and a question that I get from time to time is, okay, is it safe to plan a trip? You know, what are the mask mandates? You know, all those kinds of things. Of course, masks are, you know, now, optional, kind of the, the Disney and Universal side of things. Uh, some people still do wear them, and that's fine. You know, you're not going to be, like, singled out or, or whatever for, for doing that. But things are changing and slowly getting back to normal. And, you know, Disney does not have some cosmic reset button where they can go, boop, and everything's back to the way it was back in early March of, of 2020. Um, there have been some changes kind of along the way, the way they're doing things. And they're slowly kind of moving back to what what is really a sense of normalcy. And one of the things that they've been doing is reopening dining locations as they've been able to bring back more cast members. Speaking of which, the college program is up and running. Um, they have some of their new housing that they've been moving some of the college program members into in the Flamingo Crossings area, which is really cool. Uh, it's fresh, like it, it's beautiful. I was, I was following another uh, kind of a YouTube vlogger out there that's a college program cast member. He sort of uh, walked you through his check-in process and everything. I can't remember the name of it. Sorry if that's you, you happen to run across this for whatever reason. But uh, it's really awesome kind of seeing that and seeing how Disney's treating them and and and, and the fact that they're so excited to, to be there and helping make uh, that magic. And uh, so college program cast members are a big piece, a big piece to the uh, pie of, of getting these things going. So some people are like, well, why isn't this open yet? Why isn't that open yet? Uh, you know, why are things understaffed or what? A lot of times it's just manpower, trying to get people to come back to work. And that can be, you know, directly affects staffing restaurants and hotels, of course, and, you know, stores and things like that. But sometimes some of the behind the scenes things that we don't really see or think about are affected by that as well. And Disney has been bringing back more and more people. They've been rehiring, not just cat, you know, bringing in college program cast members, but also rehiring uh, standard part-time and full-time and seasonal cast members as well. So uh, a lot of opportunities uh, to, there, if you've been dreaming about doing that, uh, definitely check out uh, the Walt Disney Company's Walt Disney World Career website, and they can kind of point you in the right direction. So uh, many of us have retirement dreams of of doing that someday. <laughs> anyway, so let's get back into to Disney dining news here. Um, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna go through this Disney Disney Parks blog article kind of real quickly. I printed it out double sided because it was like ten pages long and. Anyway, trying to save some save some trees here. Uh, we're so excited to announce guests can now dine underneath the lovely London sky in this newly reimagined Citrico's at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, which pays homage to the whimsy and elegance of Mary Poppins Returns. Taking subtle cues from the movie's animated sequence, the dining room brings guests into a fanciful garden setting where they can trip a little light fantastic as they experience the restaurant surrounded by the glow from decorative lamps and chandeliers. So... If you like a little bougie restaurant experience, this one is probably uh, for you. I mean, get dressed up in your finest afternoon tea kind of stuff and go there. It's a great environment. Uh, definitely a place like if you're down there and, and you're a dad and, and you've got uh, maybe a little girl like me. I've, I've got an eight and a six year old. It's like the perfect place to take them 
on like a daddy daughter date kind of thing where they can get, you know, kind of dressed up and, you know, you can do. And it's, it's a really cool place. Uh, it's great to see that it's, that it's coming back and the theming uh, is excellent. The Grand Floridian Resort and Spa is one of the best places to go on property and stay on property because there are so many different dining options there. Of course, the location is excellent right there. Stone's throw from Magic Kingdom, uh, right there on the monorail loop. Uh, it, it, in the Magic Kingdom kind of monorail loop area uh, as well. So lots of great things to do in the center of, of property. Great location. Make sure to check it out. Chef Andres Mendoza crafted a new menu with starters like sweet corn bisque with pickle fennel popcorn uh, and fennel oil and a colorful strawberry salad, which this sounds really good, the strawberry salad, with chamomile infused goat cheese, frisé lettuce, bacon vinaigrette, and spiced sunflower seeds. Entrees include... Butter poached Florida cobia with mashed fingerling potatoes. Man, fingerling potatoes. It's just something about those that are good. Uh, grilled asparagus and local mushrooms with grapefruit, beer blanc, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of stuff on here. Uh, the pictures are great. They've got a few drinks that they've added to the menu as well. Of course, they've added some great desserts um, in there that you definitely want to check out. Um, thank you, Chef Andres, for uh, digging down and kind of getting that up and going there. And this one of the more exciting, I guess, updates. Not that not that Citrico's is not exciting. It is. It's it's very exciting. It's a great place to go and check out, like I was saying. But Yeehaw Trails Inn Restaurant at the campsites at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort will reopen July 17th with hearty family-style skillets for breakfast and dinner. So uh, a lot of the kind of formerly buffet uh, restaurants are sort of transitioning into this family style dining. So for many people, if you ask them, um, you know, some that I've talked to podcasters, travel agents, even, you know, just other guests, what are some of the perks of, of having to kind of shift and kind of come back out of the, the pandemic season? It's, it's this taking these buffets and moving them to more of a family style dining. So it's still an, all you care to eat. The menu has been modified and kind of, you know, maybe condensed a little bit, but the it's, it's a, it's a service thing. So you have people bringing the food to you instead of having to get up, walk over, you know, the characters are still coming to you. If it's care happened to be, happens to be character dining, you know, that kind of thing. And Trails End is definitely a place uh, that you want to check out. Uh, I did see earlier uh, where my friend Tim Elrod at Travelmation did post that the fried chicken at Trails End is not coming back, but maybe there will be a noodle revolt, kind of like there was for Ohana, and they'll bring that back. So who knows? So if you want fried chicken, if you like the fried chicken at Trails End, uh, make your voice heard. Uh, start a hashtag, trend something, I'll join you. I'll be there. Anyway, so guests can mosey on over to Fort Wilderness to start their morning with an oven-fresh pastry, pastry basket and berry granola yogurt parfait. That sounds really good right now, by the way. Followed by a hearty family-style skillet with smoked brisket. Man, smoked brisket for breakfast. Yes, thank you. If you've never, this is not a Disney thing, but if you've never stopped at a Bucky's, convenience store 125 gas pumps convenient convenience store if you're a texan you know what bucky's is uh, and you've never had one of their breakfast brisket burritos you're missing out um brisket and breakfast just kind of go together and trails in does it well where they have their smoked brisket and eggs bacon sausage and cheesy potato casserole Whew, this is good stuff. Of course, no breakfast is complete without a Mickey Waffles. Adults can sip on uh, moonshine morning cocktails, a Pioneer Mimosa with passion orange and guava juices, and a Mountain uh, Mary with 
with moonshine. So lots of really delicious stuff there to check out. That sounds great. I've always heard good things about Trails End. I've never been there myself. Uh, the Fort Wilderness Resort area is on my Disney bucket list to stay. So, you know, that's one of the things I try and do is familiarize myself with resorts that I've never had the chance to, to stay at. So I do have my favorite ones. Absolutely big fan of Beach Club. As far as values go, I like Art of Animation. I like Pop, Pop Century. As far as moderates go, I love the Port Orleans resorts. But, you know, there are some like the Fort Wilderness Resort area that I've never stayed at. So, anyway, moving onward. But guests could should be sure to save room for covered uh, wagon Sunday, a wagon load of ice cream toppings. Brownies, cookies, and chocolate-covered bacon. Oof, that just That's just a good thing. Chocolate-covered bacon. Yep, just check that box right there. Adults can even kit back uh, as well with a few things of their own. But here is the piece de resistance for those of you that love your plastic cheese, corn dog nuggets, and chili cheese dogs. Guests can now get ready to hit their craving for hot dogs out of the park. Casey's Corner on Main Street USA is reopening as of June 30th, which is tomorrow, uh, with their classic all-beef hot dogs. Catch hold of chili cheese all-beef hot dog or dig into a pile of corn dog nuggets with, of course, the cheese sauce, a.k.a. plastic cheese, and the plant-based. <laughs> it's just a joke. It's it's good cheese sauce. I like it. Um, and the plant-based loaded slaw dog uh, with plant-based sausage and topped top with pickled slaw and a number of other things they've got there. So, uh, and don't forget, mobile ordering will be available at Casey's Corner. Uh, Casey's Corner also is is one of my favorite places just because of the location, uh, where it is. So oftentimes, like if I'm taking a break during the day, I'm, you know, I might mosey on through some of the stores uh, along Main Street. It's sort of like kind of centrally located. Like you don't have to go all the way down Main Street to the front of the park to get it. Uh, to get to it, like if you're headed over to Tomorrowland or, you know, around the hub or whatever, you can pop over to Casey's for a bit and, you know, grab a quick bite. Uh, but it's a great place to kind of refill your water bottles. So if you don't mind the taste of Florida tap water, which per personally I don't, there are some people that just drives them nuts and they bring filters and different things for their water bottles. I don't. I just bring a kind of a little uh, Arctic, I think it's like an 18, 20 ounce um, kind of vacuum sealed one of those stainless water bottles refill those and i'll go buy a place like casey's and grab a complimentary cup of ice water uh, and fill it up and it'll stay cold all day so travel tip for you there um, most quick service restaurants will offer you most i would say all quick service restaurants on property should offer you um, complimentary ice water should you need that you don't you know want to get it from a water fountain or whatever so definitely check that out also uh over there's some sweet treats that are coming back as well guests can get ready to treat themselves to hand scooped ice cream at the plaza ice cream parlor hosted by Edie. so if you like Edie's ice cream you need a sweet treat definitely a place great place to drop by also some other sweet news and hopefully my wife is still uh watching this let me see if she is i'm not sure if she's if she is or not but <laughs> Sorry, so let, let me back up for a second. Um, Ian says Florida tap water is gross. This it's not the best. It's not the best, but uh, it 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 you know it, it'll it'll do in a pinch, I guess. Uh, I've I've had worse. So I'll I'll put it that way. Um, so anyway, we're worried. oh yeah. So this is kind of this is a shout out from my wife here. Uh, she's a bit, big fan of root beer floats, and she's specifically a big fan of Bark's root beer. Well, um, about to make all her dreams come true here. Uh, Bark's root beer floats and Coca-Cola floats are back. So uh, 
there you go. You can get your root beer floats on um, on Main Street right there. So lots of other things that's that's coming back as well. Just kind of going through um, the list here. So let's see here. Uh, okay, yeah, here we go. This this actually is pretty neat. Um, and this is there's a new new summer offering that for the entire family. That is going to start tomorrow. It's the Disney Family Night Dinner. This is a playful family-style dining bundle that includes a takeout shareable meal, sweet treats, an original card-type game inspired by some favorite Disney friends for guests to enjoy. Disney Family Night Dinners are available from 5 to 10 p.m. through mobile order at the two resort locations offering this three-course takeaway meal that serves three to four. The two places that offer this experience and this will be neat to see this because this again this is a new thing i think disney is trying something out here uh and then the two places where you can catch us is at the Centertown market at disney's caribbean beach resort uh also at gasparilla island grill at disney's grand floridian resort and spa so and at these two different places the menus are not the same i'm going to kind of give you a rundown for each of these locations for this new family dining family night dinner experience uh, from the Centertown market at disney's caribbean beach um, you have access to uh, kind of themed based on the resort uh, access to uh, roasted Jamaican style chicken, jerk chicken, good stuff, fried yuca, cilantro, rice, seasonal vegetables, Caribbean pull apart rolls with onion jam and guava butter, and then decorate your own Mickey and Minnie cookies. So it sounds like a pretty cool experience. So if you want something for the whole family, maybe you can kind of take it back to your room or, or, or chill out wherever. Uh, this is a great, uh, great option for you. Also over at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, uh, they're for their uh, family night dinner package, they include the garden salad with tomato, cucumber, carrots, and a duo of dressings, uh, savory lasagna, three cheese lasagna with tomato sauce, two Mickey-shaped cheese or pepperoni pizzas, mini cheesecake with strawberry sauce, whipped cream, and fresh berries. So if you're not hungry, you should be. Uh, I know I am uh, right now. So um, second breakfast. So yeah, going back to... Uh, great Lord of the Rings reference there. Yeah, definitely second breakfast. There's always, always, always room uh, for more. So um, my buddy, Jess Watson, who's a cast member at Magic Kingdom, he says, howdy for howdy for Magic Kingdom. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, Jess, that you're you're there right now. So that's pretty awesome, man. And he says he's living his, his dream working here. I know he has a vacation coming up uh, soon where he's going to be heading home. Uh, but Jess, thank you for... He, he, and Jess, by the way, he's been one of the ones and we've kind of... He pops on from time to time. And uh, he's been doing this for, I think, what, like 11, 13 years, something like that. He's full-time at Magic Kingdom, done, done a number of different things at some of the different parks uh been there as a college program cast member a part-time person and you know kind of everything in between and is now full-time and has been there through the heart of the pandemic um and has been doing a great job kind of spreading magic as he can uh i i've seen that i've experienced that with my own family uh with him there and it's not you know it's just something he does so like he's he's one of the good ones and disney has recognized that and he's doing an awesome job at what he does. So if you ever uh, pop pop by uh, Fantasyland or Frontierland or Adventureland, you kind of see Jess hanging out. Um, Jess from Fort Payne, Alabama. Say hey to him. He's he's an awesome guy. Really really cool dude. So <laughs> yeah, um, my my friend Ian says I feel like it's best to give up all concepts of meals while at Disney. I think this is this is a fair point. So Ian's a bit of a foodie himself, um, and that's he's basically right. So Disney is one of those places that you can go and you can find 
like you may have to look a little bit, but you can probably find pretty much anything any, for any sort of sweet tooth or even uh, allergy or, or whatever. I mean, there's going to be something on property somewhere. They have like hundreds of different restaurant options between their everything from their popcorn carts all the way up to, you know, four diamond award winning uh, restaurants. So lots of lots of great places to to have a bite and create some awesome memories uh, while you're at it. Speaking of which, speaking of which. Let's get back to our conversation for tonight. Uh, I love kind of giving you some sort of Disney news up front to kind of update you on some things, where things are at. Uh, but let's dial it in. So our our conversation, this is going to be super quick. This won't be long, but I think um, I think this is um, this is important to think about. Uh, and again, our our focus for tonight is this idea of don't not just traveling, but making memories. And our question of the day is this right here. What is your earliest Disney memory. What is your earliest Disney memory? When I ask this, I'm not talking about theme parks. It could be having a having a stuffed animal. Uh, it could be your first encounter with Mickey Mouse. It could be watching Mouseketeers. It could be you know your first Disney movie or a piece of merchandise, clothes, jammies that you wore when you were a baby. I don't know, you know anything any any of those kinds of things like that. So just kind of be rolling these things. I'm going to leave this up here for a second because um, I want to go through some of your responses here in just a minute. I want to give you, you all some time to kind of think about that and drop your responses in the comments. Some of you have already been doing that. Uh, but once you, as you do that, as you think about that, I want you to think about this right here. Uh, our desire for travel is often burst out of this idea that there's more out there. There's, there's more to experience. There has to be sometimes, right? especially maybe when, when we're desperate and we're seeking for some sort of kind of hope in life. But, but there's, there's this sort of inner curiosity in, in a lot of us that there's more out there, there's more to see, there are other cultures, we read about them in history books, we read blogs and watch vlogs and you know, National Geographic and all the things, right? So there's more out there to see. It's not just about theme parks. Uh, it's about other cultures. It's about understanding kind of the, the, the world and, and the way you know, different people do things and, and live life. And that's one of the reasons why I love travel is meeting new people in new places that I've never been. It's been a long time since I've been to a new place and I hope to kind of get back to some of that in the coming years. Uh, but as I do that, as I relive some of those memories of, of visiting some of those places for the first time, it kind of brings back sort of emotion and kind of connection with, with, with childhood memories and even fa you know family experiences and all those sorts of things. But anyway, life gets more complicated as you grow up. So some of our childhood memories, those are kind of fun things to kind of look back and think about, and, and they're fun, but life gets more complicated. You know, eventually, some of us start stacking up this thing of it called vacation time, which our employers give us as an incentive. You're like, oh, wow, I get six weeks of vacation time at this job I'm going into. That's amazing. I'm going to use all of it. And, you know, as we talked about several weeks ago, people tend to stack up their vacation time and not use it. You know, I know people that have finished a career in a particular field and had not just like weeks or months of vacation time stacked up, but years, years of vacation time. You know, these organizations give you vacation time to use it for a reason. You need it to refresh. We're not made to go on the go every minute, every second, and every, every day. When we take time to rest, when we take time to step back and refuel ourselves, refuel ourselves often we are more productive. And that starts with setting boundaries, which I'm not always the best at, but setting boundaries can definitely help. So sometimes it's, you know, we think about vacation time. Okay, we've got to use it. 
we got to figure out, okay, well, where's, where, how's this going to mesh and work? Maybe you're, maybe you're a parent and you've got kids that are in school. So, you know, your options are basically summer break. Okay. There's that, uh, fall break. Um, if you know, they get one, some schools do, some schools don't kind of the Thanksgiving time frame, which is sometimes fall break for people, you know, the, the winter break time frame, and then spring break. And that's about it. So you're locked into that. But a lot of people, you know, they have you know, work things came up and life throws curveballs and all these different things. And the vacation time just stacks up. And next thing you know, you're just kind of checking the boxes and doing all the things that you've got to do. But you're never really relaxing. You're never really stacking, stepping back. You're never really unplugging uh, when you need to. And when I say all this stuff, by the way, I'm not just like speaking to you out there in podcast land or Facebook, YouTube, wherever you are. I'm saying this to me, too, because, you know, I'm a dad of four kids. I have two different jobs, uh, you know, both of which that I love, both of which I'm very passionate about. And I'm just as guilty about not setting healthy boundaries and going, going, going all the time. So, you know, I try to think about, okay, when can we plan this and that and those sorts of things. And this idea that, that we, we, we travel to recharge, but also to make memories just starts to get lost. So when I say this right here, don't just travel, make memories. Again, I'm saying that to myself. We need to shift our mindset from, I need to use this vacation time to, I need to go make some memories. I need to go make some memories so that I can have something to hold on to when, when life just deals me some nasty lemons. Or I need to make some memories just to have fun because like I'm overworked. I'm not saying that specifically about myself, though. I've felt like that sometimes. Uh, maybe you do. But sometimes you just need to go make some memories. Do something fun. Do something spontaneous. Do something unplanned. You know, maybe it's not Disney. Maybe it's just a trip to the mountains or the beach or go explore some small town that you've never been to or whatever it is. I mean, I don't know. Go do something and, and, and just refuel. Because this was this was posted on a Travel Nation uh, post, I think it was either today or yesterday. I can't remember. And it was, it referred to this idea of making memories in the margins. You may have heard this term before where it's not so much about the destination, but it's about the journey. Well, that's what we're talking about. You know, the, the journey to get there and then the journey home, you're making memories in, in that process. Unexpected things happen when traveling sometimes. Um, Sometimes when you're going to do a specific thing at a destination, be it Disney or Universal or a cruise or whatever, and things happen while you're there that are unplanned. It's not about the big shows or the attractions or the dining. It's, it's the little things that happen in between that are unexpected. And, we, and we've had those experiences uh, myself, but I want to kind of go to some of y'all to see uh, some others that you all have shared. And I want to kind of dial back again. Our, our question of the day is this right here. Uh, what is your earliest Disney memory? And a few comments for you. So Charles says, and I've got to kind of, I've got, I'm going split screen here, so I've got to move a couple of things. Here we go. Uh, I was a Disney child. Sunday nights, we always watched the weekly Disney show. So to actually go to Walt Disney World after it opened was magical. That's amazing. I love that so much, so much. And that's something that like people from even my generation, I was born in 81, uh, you know, so... 10 years after after Walt Disney World opened, like we were born into like Walt Disney World already exists. It's definitely grown since then and changed. Uh, but to kind of be able to experience that, you know, it was pretty neat. For me, I guess the closest thing I came to was was going to Disneyland Park uh, in, uh, in California. Uh, my friend David Dollar says this, earliest Disney memory, visiting Magic Kingdom in 1982. They were building Epcot. I was seven and thought that the entire park was in that big silver ball 
I thought that was pretty cool. Now that's pretty awesome. I can see that spaceship Earth, aka the giant golf ball, silver ball, whatever we're calling it these days, is 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 pretty large. Uh, but that's that's pretty amazing. So let's see if anybody else has any comments here. And it's beautiful. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what she's referring to, um, but yeah. Anyway, so there are. Um, let's see here. There we go. So there's some other comments that I'm going to kind of go to on uh, my personal page. Um, so again, what is your earliest Disney memory? Uh, Nate says, and I'm just going to kind of chop off last names since I don't have their permission from this, uh, just to kind of give you first names only. Uh, but Figment was mentioned. Uh, Kimberly says, funny story. This is really funny. This is a funny story. Funny story. I was in fourth grade obsessed with Winnie the Pooh. I was all dressed up in Winnie the Pooh apparel. Hat, shirt, socks, back tap, backpack. We were in Epcot, and a cast member walked up to me and goes, "Oh, you're all covered in poo." But um, wish I had some some sound effects there, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so Charles says, uh, "You know mine, and I do." He actually sent me a, a message uh, recently where he had visited a preview center for Walt Disney World that was in Florida and even got to ride a section of the monorail before the whole thing was actually open, which was really neat. This was like in 1970, Disney World opened, Walt Disney World opened the following year, and that was pretty neat. Uh, Allison says, Space Mountain at age 11. McKenzie says, oh, I have so many. I probably remember the earliest was when I went to Disneyland when I was four and riding the cars and seeing Toontown. I bet that was pretty pretty amazing. Uh, Tim says about 6:45 a.m. Well played, sir. Well played indeed. Uh, Amanda says character breakfast at the Polynesian before it was Ohana. Uh, Ohana is not always Ohana, if you didn't know that. Uh, Dale the Chipmunk Spoon. Uh, <laughs> Dale the Chipmunk Spoon. No, Dale the Chipmunk Spoon fed me some bites. It was 1991, so that's pretty neat. Uh, Laura says her earliest. Uh, memory was writing Dumbo with her dad, the pink Dumbo, to be specific. I was extremely excited that uh, she got to ride on uh, the one with the pink hat out of all the available Dumbos. So that's pretty neat. Uh, Joshua C. Pies, who is my first guest on Travel Tips Tuesday, uh, says this. I didn't get a vacation of any kind until he was 23. Uh, my earliest Disney memories were reruns of the Black and White Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and stories from my grandparents about how they were Mouseketeers when they were kids too. 1930s Laugh-A-Gram era. That is classic, classic, classic. Keith says, Sunday night at my grandparents' house watching The Wonderful World of Disney. Jen says, my papa shouting, look, there's no... <laughs> this is funny. Uh, my, my papa shouting, look, there's Nancy Kerrigan. So, you know, famous ice skater from years ago. Look, there's Nancy Kerrigan in creating a mob back in 93. I'm assuming uh, at, at Walt Disney World. And then as well as It's a Small World breaking down and being stuck on that ride for way too long um, so that's pretty funny I, and I replied back I actually know somebody who whenever I used to play and I used to do this because I guess I wasn't a nice person then I'm not sure why but I used to play it's a small world could it drove this person nuts and they would immediately start crying it was kind of funny but it really wasn't um, a little bit uh, I also she, Jen also says she had this super creepy creepy looking Mickey that would read a bedtime story to you I remember those uh, if you do that would be awesome to kind of hear that uh, Katie says crying my eyes out at Haunted Mansion had to get off early. Uh, Hope says uh, was five the first time she went to Disney and remember meeting the characters where you just patiently waited your turn. It was great. It was fine. Bambi, Cinderella, and then Jess says, uh, my buddy Jess Watson, you know, he says, earlier he, he commented this right here. Um, 
living in my dream working here. And he actually said earlier saying I was going to work there since he was two. So, man, the guy's persistent, has an amazing drive, and it's so cool to see that uh, realized and happening and making some magic these days for some folks. Uh, Leslie says, watching the water parade from the window at the Contemporary just before going to sleep. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool indeed. Susan says, Tom Sawyer's Island. Let's see who else we got on here. Ian, um, Ian, who's who's been on tonight commenting. Got a rifle from the Pirates of the Caribbean when I was six, except we were also on our way to Hong Kong, so the uncle we were visiting <laughs> kept it. Uh, never saw that rifle again, though decades later I was told it was still in his basement. Still haven't seen that rifle again. Uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Oh, I miss that attraction. And 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I remember 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, too. Man, I love that ride. Um, my mom was slightly claustrophobic, so she hated it, <laughs> but I, I loved it. Um, Charles also commented on here as well. Let me kind of move my screen back over as we do that. There we go. Charles also said, I also got to go to Epcot the first year it was open. I was fascinated to ride inside the big silver ball. It was full of all sorts of Jetson-like futuristic stuff, much of which has now come true. A group of uh, we teenagers were at Space Mountain. This is also Charles. One morning, right as the park opened, no one was much there, so we kept looping around and went about eight straight times. That's pretty cool. Uh, that's a, I think the the only ride that I've ever done that on was one year I went to Animal King Disney's Animal Kingdom Park, and we went on Expedition Everest. It went on like four times in a row, just like didn't get off, just kept on going through and through and through because there was like nobody in line because uh, it had rained and the park had cleared out, but then it reopened and there was still nobody there. So anyway, so lots of amazing memories. Thank you all for sharing that stuff with us and kind of giving us a glimpse into kind of where you are. Uh, a lot of those memories started from very simple childhood experiences. They weren't uh, only, or childhood dreams as the case may be. Uh, they weren't only like just, you know, parks memories obviously and a lot of us kind of connect back to these earlier years and not just like something we dreamed of doing necessarily but but of people that we were with and wanting to create those things and those are fond things that we want to look back on and that's one of the things that like I think about when I help people plan trips I think about the importance of that and what that means and and how those experiences hopefully that that these families that I'm working with uh, will be able to have and make like there's a couple I know that's that's at Walt Disney World right now that I've worked with that are there on their honeymoon and they're having an amazing time, which is awesome. Uh, you know, and remember also, again, I was saying this earlier that, that the memories are made in the margins. It's not always about the who it's not always about the destination. It's not necessarily even the what it's typically about the why it's about those moments in the margins with, with the why, with the people that matter most to you that are there with you look for those in-between moments look for those in-between moments those those moments on the from point a to point b those moments as you're walking out of an attraction as you're moving forward to your next one don't just check things off a list as you go if you're used to traveling like one specific way maybe you have a super detailed itinerary down to the minute and second like i did when we were on some family trips as kids if you're used to traveling that way just th throw that in the trash just go just go and and do what's next if you're used to just going willy-nilly and you just kind of do whatever, maybe create a schedule. Maybe there's a way for you to maximize your trip uh, as you go next time. But again, at the end of the day, it's important you remember to create memories. Take tons of pictures. Take tons of video. 
don't just be on social media the whole time. Maybe you're used to constantly like posting your Instagram stories and Facebook stories and you know Snapchatting and TikTok and Reels and all these different things. You know, it's, it's fun for people to follow along. And you know, I do that when I go. But maybe at least take a day, leave your phone in the room, buy ma- buy buy Memory Maker, hundred sixty nine bucks covers you for the length of your trip, and use that use that to capture that day. Leave your phone in your room. And, and do as much as you can without that and just focus on what's going on around you. It'll give you a different experience. It'll give you a different experience for sure. Uh, don't just depend on time hop or social media. Be uh, intentional about uh, capturing those memories somehow. Journal them. Like journaling is, is a lost art. But journal about your trip, right? Have a, have a hard copy of some way to return to these things. Maybe you create a, a, a photo album, you know, Shutterfly, a d- bunch of different places. Like I'm not sponsored by like Shutterfly or whatever, but there are a def- bunch of different places online like that uh, where you can create these little sort of photo books. Maybe you get one for each of your trips. Give it to people for Christmas presents or Hanukkah or, you know, birthday presents or whatever. Um, point being, at the end of the day, you never know when you're going to need those memories. There will be moments that pop up when, again, you go through challenging times and they, they, those, those memories come back. You know, they, they're great conversations uh, around family trips, you know, around, you know, when you come back from vacation. So what'd you do while you were on like Christmas break or what'd you do when over spring break with your family? You know, they, they make great conversation pieces and talk about them, get them out there. It's great. There are great things to, to relive experience time and time again. So I hope you enjoyed tonight's conversation. Uh, this has been a lot of fun to kind of go through all this with all of you. Thank you so much to everyone uh, that has popped on tonight. Uh, this has been a, a great time to kind of hang out with you all and go through uh, a topic that I think is really important. Don't just travel, but make memories. Do something exciting, right? Maybe not just the way you're used to or, or putting something on your itinerary that's new and different maybe plan differently you know let somebody else be in charge of the trip might drive you crazy that's okay but it'll give you a different experience maybe you'll do something that you wouldn't have otherwise so thank you all so much again for joining me i know this is kind of closing up the second time here i'm never good at outros i just being <laughs> transparent on that uh, but i do appreciate you guys hopping on to youtube and facebook and out there in podcast land as we kind of hopped over 6,000 downloads recently, which is kind of fun. So make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. If you've got any questions about travel planning, please look me up, John Rogers at travelmation.net. Feel free to message me on Facebook and let me know I could help. I don't charge any planning fees and it would be my honor to come, aside, come alongside you and your family and those you hold most dear and help you make some amazing memories. Thank you all so much. And we hope to see you next week. We'll see you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.